So, um, so it's good to see you this morning. Um, Nike reminded me in the break that it's my wedding anniversary today. <laughs> Don't tell Tammy. <laughs> I remembered. I remembered. We're we're going to celebrate when I get home. Um, so, um, yeah, 20, 23, 23 long years. Um, so yeah, we still like each other. Um, <laughs> you'll be pleased to know. Um, but yeah. So, um, and you know, we only got married in December because we got engaged in the summer and we're Christians, so we had a short engagement. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so thank you. Thank you for remembering Nike. Um, there's a couple, just a couple of things to remind you about as we um, step into the, uh, the next couple of weeks. Um, first of all, if you are uh, here for the first time, I just want to. Uh, welcome you and just say thanks for coming and uh, really just give you uh, a chance to see what some next steps might be for you. Uh, we, we've got four simple things that we would invite you to do. First, we would invite you to gather with us. And so if you're here this morning, you've done that tick. Um, uh, the second thing uh, that we would invite you to do is to find a way to serve alongside us. I'm going to be talking a little bit about that uh, this morning. Um, number three would be to give. Um, we um, sadly don't have like an endless pot of money at the end of a rainbow. Uh, and so one of the ways that we function as a, as a church really is a, as by, with those who call this church their home generously giving. Uh, and most people do that uh, via their bank each month. And so if you uh, would like to explore that, do come and chat to me. Uh, or visit our website, uh, that would be great. And then lastly, um, if by joining us and being, if you feel like the Lord has called you to be part of what's emerging here, and if that means that you would be missing from another local church, we, we just encourage you to get that church to bless you in your transition. Um, and so... Um, you, you know, we just we just really want to work towards unity across the body of Christ in the city, and um, and also it's a little bit embarrassing when I hang out with pastors. I know, um, only joking. Um, but um, you know, we just we just want to be a blessing, um, and we want to get as much blessing as we possibly can. So we would encourage you to do that. If you've got any questions about some of those next steps, uh, then do come and chat chat to me. Uh, we would also love to connect with you uh, in some way. You've got some cards like this on the back table. Uh, you can fill in your information there, and we promise we won't spam you or anything like that. But what we would love to do is have coffee and uh, get to meet you a little bit more personally. So, um, uh, yeah, fill one of those in today, and we'll make sure we can get connected. Okay, there's a couple of things I just want to... Uh, let you know about next Sunday. Um, obviously, as because we're not a real church yet, um, we're not we're not doing we're not doing a carol service. But we discovered the Parks Trust are doing a carol service at the Tree Cathedral next Sunday, um, and so we would love to gate crash that. So if you would um, like to join us. Um, we're going to, I think they're meeting at the Peace Pagoda car park at 3.30 and there's a procession down to the Tree Cathedral. There's going to be carols and festive drinks and all sorts of things like that. As I say, this isn't our event, so don't, don't get any 
ideas, but we, we're, we're kind of gate-crushing that event. And then on the 18th, uh, we're going to be hosting brunch at our house um, as one kind of final charade. Uh, and, and maybe we'll play some games and maybe we'll just, we'll just hang out, but um, we would love to invite you to that as well. So there are just a couple of things that are coming up over the next couple of weeks. Okay, so um, as we've kind of met here over the last couple of months, um, we've really just been unpacking a little bit of the kind of the, the vision that we think God has given us for a new church starting in this city. Uh, as we've said previously, our vision is this, to practice the way of Jesus together uh, for the renewal of the city. And kind of to help us understand what that means, we've been using um, three verbs, or at least I think they're verbs. I don't know. Um, I'm going to say they're three verbs. Okay, someone could correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but three simple commitments, if you like, three priorities, three, three things that we don't just hopefully talk about, but that we do. Uh, and the three things that kind of capture what it means to practice the way of Jesus together for the renewal of the city. Those three words are formation, community, and mission. And so that this morning, I, I want to do a couple of things. Firstly, um, I want to kind of root that thinking um, in, in the kind of the narrative of the scriptures. Um, and, and, and I would say from the outset that, you know, what we're saying when we talk about formation, community, mission, uh, there's not, it's not that new. It's not that new an idea. Um, Tammy says, I've never had an original thought in my life. But um, that maybe some of the words that we use are different. Um, but actually, we're not really saying anything new. Um, we're not suggesting anything new. Um, but then I also want to make some space this morning just to share about some th how things might look uh, in the new year uh, and how we might begin to express those things together. And then to finish up, there's a, it's a small enough crowd of us this morning, to finish up, I would love for us just to turn in groups of threes and fours and to just spend um, the, the closing of our time just praying for the year ahead um, as we think about and look to the things that we believe the Lord wants to do. So if you've got a Bible, um, we're going to be in Acts chapter 2. And uh, verse 42. Um, just to kind of set the scene a little bit, Jesus has uh, risen. Um, he's, he's been hanging out with his disciples for a period of 40 days. He, he teaches them about the nature of his kingdom. And then he ascends to the right hand of the Father. And the disciples go to an upper room. Uh, about 120 of them, and they hang out in this upper room, and they wait for the Holy Spirit as Jesus instructs them. And then we get to verse 42 of chapter 2, and we kind of get this kind of, if you like, a little bit of a snapshot of this, this first church community 
uh, that is forming. And so it says this in verse 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and signs were performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions and gave to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Now, as we explore this passage um, and passages like this, I think there's one important thing to consider, and, and it's this. I'm not sure we're meant to treat this passage like some kind of blueprint for the church. We, we have to understand that this, this description or of, of the church, this pattern and behavior of the church that is captured in this moment um, is actually captured within a culture and a context. These first believers are Jewish believers um, who have... Um, decided to step into the way of Jesus. Uh, and so they do that in the confines of their Jewish tradition. And so I want to suggest that some of the rhythms and patterns are kind of really rooted in a cultural moment and against the backdrop of history that is unique to those people at that time. And, and so I'm not convinced it should be the goal... <laughs> of a 21st century church to become like a first century church. I'm not, I'm not sure that that's the goal. I think sometimes, and maybe those of us who have been around a little while, will know sometimes that can become problematic, can't it? Um, but what we can do with a passage like this is we can pick out some kind of universal principles that in many ways, as I said, have shaped the church for the last 2,000 years. And in, and, and in doing that, um, it, it really becomes our task then as the church in our own culture, in our own context, to figure out what those principles look like against the backdrop of our own moment in history, in our own day and time. So as we quickly walk through these five verses... Um, I want to show us that actually these three verbs, have we decided, are they verbs? Are they nouns? Nouns, verbs. These three nouns, we'll edit the podcast. Um, these three nouns um, that we you know, we've been banding around, formation, community, mission, have really been a signature part of the church for two millennia. It's, it's been part of the fabric of what it means to be Jesus' church. So let's jump in. Verse 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, and to the breaking of bread and prayer. So what we see is these first followers of Jesus who have committed themselves 
to what I would call our formational habits. It says they were devoted. They operated with this deep commitment. Uh, They were maybe even a little bit fanatical. Um, You know, they kind of a little bit overexcited about following Jesus. Uh, These new believers were kind of all in. Uh, they were fully invested. They were steadfast in every way. That word um, devoted is an imperfect tense. It means it's, it's an ongoing activity um, over and over again, occurring over and over again. Some translations, and maybe you've got one, it would say they continually devoted themselves. It wasn't this one-off occurrence. It wasn't like, oh, we're going to devote ourselves today. But it was like this whole process. They continually practiced and and devoted themselves. And so what were they devoted to? They were devoted to the apostles' teaching. Remember remember Jesus in Matthew 28. He says to to the apostles, then he says, go and make disciples and what? And teach them to obey. Teach them to obey. Uh, and, and so we see in this, this moment, the apostles are doing the thing, the very thing that Jesus instructed them to do. And so they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to gathering, to the sacraments, and to prayer. They were living out these kind of formational practices, these habits uh, that made room for them to live lives as devoted followers of Jesus. I would argue that formation was at the center of the church. And and we want to be a church who places formation at the center, where we're putting into practice everything Jesus said and invites us into. We want to take seriously what it means to follow him. Now, the way we do that, the way we learn to practice the way of Jesus, I think takes three forms. It takes three, three little steps that we are invited to do. First, we're, we're called to learn to be with Jesus, to spend time in his presence, to know him, to understand his heart. To, to use the, the language from John's gospel, to abide or remain in the vine. Secondly, we're to become like Jesus, to allow the kind of lifestyle of Jesus to shape, you know, the kind of people that we're becoming. And then thirdly, we're to learn to do the things that Jesus did. You know, in the, in the vineyard, we've got this, Wonderful tradition of doing the stuff. And uh, doing the stuff means we get to do the things that Jesus did. We get to heal the sick. We get to feed the poor. We get to take care of the disadvantaged. Speak up for the oppressed. We're invited to do the very things that Jesus did. And so like the church in this passage... We want to create an environment where we can orientate ourselves both individually but also collectively around habits and practices that help us to become uh, like the one we're called to follow. That we would become 
like Jesus. As I made reference earlier, you know, it's important to recognize when Jesus commissioned his followers, he said, go and make disciples or go and make apprentices and teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. That learning to practice the way of Jesus is, is rooted in obedience. Um, and we want to obediently pursue him. To follow Jesus, we are invited, you know, to become something, aren't we? Uh, we all have gaps between who we are and who we're called to be. Between, you know, the life we have and the life we long for. To, to use the language of the Apostle Paul, we're to become a new creation. To be transformed. And to allow the kind of character traits of Jesus to shape the kind of people we're becoming. You know, we, we could have many words for that. Discipleship, apprenticeship, formation for us is a helpful phrase because it, it denotes this picture that it's a process of us being formed over time through the long haul. So formation, I would say, was a guiding principle of the early church. But how about this, verse 44. It says, all the believers were together and they had everything in common. And then verse 46, every day um, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. So not only is formation this guiding principle for the early church, but so too is community. The picture we see of the early church was a, a picture of people, and although it sounds a bit cliche, a picture of people learning to do life together, learning to do life in the context of community. Now, the, the truth is, uh, we can't achieve the kind of life transformation we're called to in isolation. We can't do it. We can't do it on our own. We're called to do this thing together. We're called to do it in community with one another. But we don't want to limit community to simply attending meetings. Now, clearly, we can't be a community uh, if we never meet, okay? Um, so there's, there's a bit of a paradox here. But we don't want to limit community to simply attending meetings. And I think we would all agree, seeing as you're here, um, that it's good to meet, okay? Um, and, you know, and as the author of um, Hebrews tells us, we shouldn't take that for granted, should we? We shouldn't take for granted the opportunity. We shouldn't neglect that opportunity to meet. But community is more than a meeting, and we don't want Garden City to be a place that we just attend, but we want it to be a family to which we belong. And, and, and so as God continues to add to our numbers, um, we want to figure out what it means for us to do life together, to, to kind of live out those one another passages in the scriptures. You know, there's quite a few of them, isn't there? We could spend a lot of time just doing that. You know, what does it mean to, 
care for one another in moments of crisis and pain? What does it mean to celebrate with one another in seasons of joy? What does it mean to walk side by side together? John Tyson, who's an American pastor in New York City, he said this. He said, Christian community is a web, and get hear this, a web of stubbornly loyal relationships, uh, knotted together in a living network of persons who are committed to practicing the way of Jesus together for the renewal of the world. I love that, stubbornly loyal relationships knotted together in a living network of persons who are committed to practicing the way of Jesus together for the renewal of the world. You see, our, our formation, who we are becoming, and our community, the life that we live with one another, isn't an end in itself. But actually, we live lives of formation in the context of community for the sake of others, for the sake of of mission. It says this in verse 47, and maybe this is not as explicit as the other two passages, but it says this, after they enjoyed the favor of the people, the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. There's a missional outcome to the formation and community of the early church. There's this missional imperative that others, those outside the reach of the church, suddenly become part of the community. Now, we're going to spend some time in the new year unpacking uh, some of our thoughts around mission and what that means. But I just want to say this. Our goal isn't to be the best church in the city. We don't want to get caught up in gimmicks We don't want to simply put on the best show. Um, Our goal is to be the best church we can be for the city. We want to play our part. And we want to play our part alongside all the other churches in this city. You know, we're just one vegetable in the stew in many ways. And we have a particular favor and we bring out particular things But we're all in this together. We're all on the same team. And so we want the environment we create to orientate us to go. Where each one of us uh, is learning to live like missionaries in our own streets and neighborhoods and networks. That we would see that as our posture. That we are men and women called to be on mission. And it's important to know that mission is important to the church because God is a God of mission. God is a God who's on mission. In fact, Christopher Wright, the Old Testament scholar, he says, it's not so much the church that has a mission as it is mission that has a church. And so I'm longing for the day when God will raise up a transformed community of people that become this kind of magnetic force to the world around them. That that something would take place in us 
that in turn compels us to go and, and, and bring in others, to bring transformation to individuals' lives, to see families put back together, to see marriages restored, to see communities brought back to life, schools thriving, businesses flourishing, that, that we would have a, an holistic view of what it means when God says, I'm making all things new. That God is in the renewal business. He's making everything new. You know, if you get to the end of the book, he's making it all new. And you and I get to join him in that process right now. We're part of his renewal project. And so as we see these three principles lived out in the life of the early church, how do we, in the kind of next leg of our journey, begin to live them out in our context? How do we live them out in a city like Milton Keynes. You know, this is um, a wonderful place um, that's 55 years old. Uh, it's a unique city in, in, in every way. And um, the, the uniqueness of this city uh, creates a context that's like no other. You know, uh, the mantra of this city uh, was built on uh, the ideas of a, a guy called Melvin Weber who said, we can have community without propinquity. We can have community without proximity. And, and as they built this city and as technology and transportation increased, um, they said, actually, community doesn't have to exist just in neighborhood structures. It can exist in different ways and different forms. That This city is a network, isn't it, in some ways? It's a network of connection points. And, and, and so we have to figure out, how can we be the church in a place like that? How can we be in a church that, in a, in a place that's uniquely shaped uh, and functions in its own way? Well, as many of you know, we've, we've been on this kind of three-phased journey of seeing this church planted. And, and that began uh, last summer, summer 2021, when Tammy and I announced our plans to plant a church here, and uh, we began to connect with different individuals. I would call them the early adopters, okay? <laughs> People who were in before they even saw it. Um, and so we began to connect with different individuals that, uh, in different ways. Uh, and then as time went on, over this last year, we've kind of gathered in some different spaces, and and, and really, we've stepped into what we've been calling our, pre, our pre-launch phase. And so, eventually, Tammy and I moved here like 10 weeks ago. Um, and um, uh, we continued to gather people. We started meeting here monthly. Uh, and really, uh, it's been our goal um, of hitting the launch button uh, at the end of January uh, next year. Now, one thing about church planting that we've learned, and this is our third, our third church plant, is that we can make our plans, as it says in Proverbs, but the Lord determines our steps. And we've always said, if things move quickly, um, 
or if things move slower than we expected, we will adjust our plans either way. Um, and so the, the, the truth is we only get to launch once. I don't know if you noticed that. You know, uh, if a rocket launches and it doesn't work, it takes a while for it to launch again, doesn't it? And so we only get to launch once. And we want to do that as healthily as we possibly can. And so having taken advice and chatted with our trustees and some other trusted people, um, we, we just sense that we need to make some adjustments on our timeline a little bit, while at the same time continue to move forward as we begin to build towards um, the formation of this church that's rooted in some of those things that we've been talking about. And so with this in mind, I just want to kind of share a little bit of the, the kind of rhythms that we want to adopt for the new year um, as, we, as we step into it. And so um, for the last couple of months, we've been meeting here once, once a month. And, um, and we're going to shift from once a month uh, actually to uh, uh, twice a month. So we're going to go every fortnight. Uh, we're going to be meeting every fortnight. And um, we're going to continue in a similar format. Um, but our main goal in doing that is to really kind of bolster um, and mobilize as many people uh, to be involved. We realized that one of the challenges that we had, if we were to hit go at the end of January, there might be a few of us doing a lot of things for, for, for a long time. And so we want to kind of strengthen the teams and we want to invite others to step into serving roles in different ways. At least one gathering a month. We, we really don't want people to serve more than one gathering per month. Also, as some of you know, um, we can't continue to use this space um, after the new year. Um, and, and, and so, um, for the last number of weeks, we have been searching for alternatives. And predominantly, we've been looking at the kind of west side of the city. And, and uh, it's not because we've had some kind of, you know, particular word or anything like that. But the, the only time God has spoken, it has been around the west side of the city. And we've always said... You know, that's where we'll start looking. Sadly, after speaking to probably 20 plus different venues, every door that we have pushed has closed. Um, and so if you were at our house last Sunday, I was feeling slightly depressed. Um, and, and, and so um, over this last week, uh, we, we, we took a view to perhaps begin to look further afield. And so um, I'm pleased to say that we did that and we found somewhere. Uh, we found somewhere quite quickly. And so from the 8th of January uh, next year, our new Sunday home is going to be Kent's Hill Park School, um, which uh, looks a little bit like that. Um, and um, it's on the southeast side of the city, so not the west. Um, 
but it's a pretty amazing facility. Uh, there's a lot of space for us to fill. Uh, it will actually hold up to 120 adults, and so we've got to figure out how to not rattle uh, for a little while. Um, then once we start kids' ministry, um, we can hire classrooms. And most importantly, uh, the school were really keen uh, to have us. Um, it's, not, it's not that expensive. Um, it's about £30 an hour. Um, um, just to kind of put it in perspective, we used to hire a school in Northampton for £110 an hour. Um, and, and, and so... Um, it's, it, it's, it's fairly cost efficient. There's a lock and store warehouse just the other side of the dual carriageway. So all our kit can be stored there as well. And, and so on Friday, after chatting with uh, the trustees, we committed to booking the school for every other Sunday up to April. And so our hope is that by that time, we will be potentially ready to hit that launch button. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's the, first, the first thing uh, from the 8th of January and then every other week on. The second thing that we want to do in the new year is we want to launch our small groups, uh, what we're going to call city groups. And for the coming term we're going to encourage those groups to meet on the alternate Sundays that we're not meeting in the school. Uh, we'd love to launch at least two groups um, like this in the new year, and we'd love them to take place around the table. You know, one of the things that we've been doing over this term has been meeting in, in our home and just sharing breakfast together, uh, we would love the groups to do something like that. It doesn't have to be breakfast. It could be lunch. It could be an evening meal. It could be brunch. It could be anything. But we would love the groups to gather around the table. And from there, we want each group to figure out their own rhythms when it comes to formation, community, and mission. We want each group to figure out what that might look like. And, and to help us do that, there's a, we're going to do a couple of different things. So once a term, so three times a year, we're going to encourage groups to break down into some smaller units of maybe three, four, five, six people, uh, where over four sessions, and they can decide when that happens, uh, we're we're going to engage with some material that's being published by an organization that we're partnering with called Practicing the Way. Uh, I believe, I think the website is practicingtheway.org. And um, they're producing, it's not complete yet, um, some video-based content, a bit like, you know, a bit like the Alpha course, where there's a video presentation and then some discussion and then an opportunity to put into practice what, what, we're, what we're learning. And what they're doing is they're building a library of nine uh, spiritual practices based on the lifestyle of Jesus to equip the church to practice the way of Jesus together, uh, where we're learning to do those things I said, be with Jesus, become like Jesus, and do the things that Jesus did. And so those leading the city groups will, 
We'll get all the information for how that happens and how they can help the group split up into smaller units and work out how those smaller groups within the group might work. We also want to encourage groups to be together outside of a meeting. You remember I said community is more than a meeting. So what does it look like for your city group to go to the pub every other Wednesday night or, you know, go for a walk somewhere or whatever it might be? What does it look like for your community to meet together outside of meetings? And then finally, we would love each group to figure out how to engage in mission together. And that could start really simply. That could start by groups just saying, we're going to pray for our neighborhood and we're going to walk around our neighborhood you know, one Tuesday a month, and we're going to pray and, and see what the Lord wants to do. Uh, it could be that you partner uh, as a group with an, an existing organization in the city, and we've started to compile a list of organizations uh, on our website that you could do that with. Um, or a group could, could be like an incubator uh, where... That group is made up of people who each have a kind of mission in their individual lives. And it could be that that group then becomes a seed to see other groups started around that kind of mission that that individual is doing. And so, and so as we move forward with our groups, we've got two clear goals. First, um, you know, we want to keep gathering as many people as we can. We want to continue to meet people. Tammy and I are meeting people all the time and connecting with them. But we want to keep doing that. Uh, we want to strengthen our teams to make sure what we do can function and happen. And we want to build healthy kind of habits into the life of the church. So that, you know, those things, that, that idea of formation, community, and mission could be sewn into our DNA. The thing I realize is we'll never have a moment like this again. Yeah, We'll never have a moment where we can work with a, a number of people in such a way that we get to, to really kind of build the DNA of the church together. And so the truth is, as we grow in number, that becomes harder and harder and harder. So we need to get that right first, don't we? We need to understand what it means for us to be a church uh, in the city. So I'm conscious that that is um, lots of information thrown at you all at once. And I'm sure some of it didn't make sense. Um, but we, we will be communicating uh, over the coming weeks and... Um, um, we, we don't quite know where the city groups are going to be yet. We're currently in the process of chatting to people who might be able to host, uh, and people who might be able to lead. Um, uh, but we're really looking forward to kind of discovering what that could look like uh, in, in the time that we have ahead of us. And so um, what I would love us to do now is, is to just take a moment to pray. You know... Um, one of the things that Tammy and I are learning again is that um, we can do lots of great things um, and see results, or we can pray and see God do some amazing things. Um, and um, we know that without prayer, without um, calling out to God, 
and, um, and crying out to him, we, we, we're not going to see the things that we long for. You know, it's quite daunting, isn't it? There's probably about, I don't know, about 35 of us currently who relate to this community. And we're going to move into a hall that will hold 120. Um, <laughs> that's quite daunting. Um, but we believe God can fill that space. Uh, we believe God can bring the people he wants to bring. Uh, and he can do what he uh, wants to do. Uh, in this season. So I would love it if we just turn in groups of threes or fours, maybe um, if you're brave enough uh, with someone you didn't come with, um, and um, it would be great just to pray, just to pray. Um, you can pray however you feel led to pray. Um, uh, no, there's no direction from me, but just pray for the year ahead, pray for the church, pray for all that we believe God wants to do. Is that okay? Good church. Okay. Um, on your marks, get set, go. Dale, could we have a little bit of background music? <laughs> 